Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. everyone welcome to another episode of dungeon crawlers where i think i saw a unicorn or maybe i didn't that's right we're gonna talk about why do we have unicorns? you do realize i don't get weird looks every time i walk into the store anymore right? well it's because you're normal now you're not a unicorn i used to be you're right so what are unicorns what is the definition of a unicorn sparkle poop <laughs> mm, yeah ice no. cream poop yeah yum no, so the terminology kind of has come from where you go to a geek store, and it's mainly guys. Um, and then the door rings, they all turn their head, and in walks a girl. Something that they have never seen, or rarely see, in a store, which has kind of changed. You also forgot I was wearing a Supergirl, Batgirl, and Wonder Woman shirt. Yes. Wait, that's the kind of unicorn we're talking about? Yes! Oh, <laughs> Scott! Was I clueless. literally thought that it was like the horse with the horn on its head. <laughs> not and like not Scotland's national animal. Mythical. It's just from mythic. It's from old timey. That was last stories. time show. Well, I mean that is, that is. I thought they went together. No, that is kind of they kind of do. You know, unicorns are a rare mythical creature that were hard to find, and so on. And that was kind of where the term came from. But with the way geek culture has evolved. It's not uncommon anymore to see girls at a game store like it used to be. It's not uncommon to see women. I mean, you see a lot of them now at Comic-Cons, at conventions. Um, there are a plethora, if not tons and tons of female authors out there that are amazing. And comic book artists. And comic book artists that are really talented and amazing that come to these conventions that are out there and... They're do not, you know what the plethora is? I do. And they're not afraid. I, you lost me. Really? Uh, three amigos. We are the three yeah. amigos. Yeah. I, have a I don't know what that means. Okay. Wow. We got to watch that movie too. <laughs> yep. It's on the list. Hey, look at that. It's a mail plane. Do you know how I know it was a pl- mail plane? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know. Uh, I do not know what you mean. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> so when we watch the film, because I have it, you will get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's just... I am very worried of, about the plans for me right now. A lot now. of these women are not afraid to say that they are geeks, that they're, they do love cartoons, that they do love uh, superhero movies, and so on and so forth. Uh, so 
now the question is, why do we have unicorns anymore? Why is that term still out there? Because it doesn't seem relevant anymore. Where Because people are sexist. Where geeks don't hide in closets anymore. It's not something that you kind of just keep in the basement. Everyone is wearing geek shirts. Everyone is announcing. I mean, you've got famous actors and stuff like that that say they play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and you have women that are saying it. I mean, it's so popular that even Studio C makes fun of it constantly. I think it's just the fact that it's geek chic. Geek, being geek is chic now. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's, I don't think it's necessarily that women are interested. I think it's that everybody's interested as a populace. We're becoming much more interested. It's becoming a much more open topic. We're mm-hmm. a, much more open-minded to having fun. And just because we're adults or growing up into adults doesn't mean that we can't still reach back and have fun with these games. Oh, yeah. I just don't have any shame and don't care. Well, that's okay. You know, and that's, and that's kind of... Oh, I no, think... that came out from high school when I was ridiculed. No, I... I had to do the same thing where I just decided I don't care anymore. I don't care what people think. I'm going to be me. And that's where I think all of us have kind of done that. And we don't hide it anymore. I mean, Why would you? We don't need to. Um, but, the, you know, growing up, it really wasn't, you know, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, we had a fan club. There was like six of us, and we talked about it all the time. We talked about it at recess. We talked about it after we were done with our math tests so on. But a lot of people thought we were stupid for liking this. You know, why were why wasn't I out playing football at recess and blah blah blah? And you know, was this the eighties? Yes. Um, but uh, you know, now that wouldn't Who matter. Who you gonna call the nerds? I mean, that really. Hey, did you see matter. there was a Ghostbuster U dot sign? Yeah, it's in the it's in the yeah. culture. Well, no, it definitely is. Um, Especially with all the Comic Cons out there, the movies that are coming out. I mean, let's face it. If we would go, let's rewind a couple decades back to the 80s. If Pacific Rim would have come out, people would have just blown it off. I mean, it's like, yeah, whatever. Maybe. No, I think they would have. I mean, Star Wars was a fluke. It really was. But it was a fantastic fluke that started kind of... What's Star Trek then? Uh moving the balls. Well, Star Trek, yes, it was... It was nowhere it, near it as w- popular as it wasn't. Star Wars. And not only that, it was still kind of seen more of a sci-fi movie. It wasn't... Or series. It wasn't really anything more than, uh, you know, guys in a spaceship going out and exploring new cultures and new civilizations and planets and so on and so forth. It wasn't really seen as a phenomenon. Now it is. I mean, it really is. That kind of that was stepping stone one. I think when you know, then we kind of got some things in there, and then when Star Wars hit, that was a huge stepping stone. And we just keep we just kept making these stepping stones over and you over. Forgot Superman came. The first Superman came out the year after Star Wars did. It did, but it still, it wasn't a success. It wasn't a huge success. I mean, look at the superhero movies now. I mean, they make millions upon millions of dollars. Superman at the time. Don't you be dissing my Christopher Reeve. I love I love Superman. I like that you point that out. I have all four of them. After the conversation we had last time. I have all <laughs> four of them, including the very horrible Quest for Peace. I haven't seen the third or the fourth. Uh, the third one has Richard Pryor in it, for granted out loud. How have you not seen that one? I saw it on, I saw bits and pieces on TV, but I heard they were crap, and I'm like, eh. Uh, you get to see evil You only Superman. have so many hours in the day, Daniel. You can't take in all the good and all the crap in the world. Yes, you can. 
But apparently I'm in trouble with Daniel for liking the Richard Donner cut. Okay. The Richard <laughs> Donner cut is is just It didn't work for me. And then the Shocker. fact that we got Superman Returns, which in itself could have been a great reboot of mm-hmm. Superman. But instead, we got this sequel to the Richard Donner cut mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist, but it's out there. It made no sense to go that route because the Richard Donner cut didn't exist. It wasn't part of canon. So sure. why make a canon movie off of a movie that didn't exist? It did have some gorgeous cinematography. It did. It did. It's true. It did. I, I will give it that. It's fun to see it up on the big screen again, too. Yeah, I will give it that. But it just, it made the storyline for Superman Returns just really weird. And that could have been a fantastic reboot of the, of the franchise and given us a really good actor that could have done an amazing job at Superman. He looked the part. He did a great job. Daniel, we got a destructive reboot. I mean, new reboot. Yeah, I know. It... <laughs> Man of Steel. <sighs> I'm sorry. Kevin Costner is Pa Kent. No, thank you. Diane Lane is Ma Kent. No, thank you. I still saw it like three or four times in the theaters. Yeah, I still watched it. I do, yeah. Do you own it? I do. Oh, I do. I too. own every Superman film and animated film. I'm close. That's I don't impressive. own all of them. Just like I own every Transformer film and all the cartoons series. I own all the Ghostbuster and all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films. Yeah. I own. I own all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films except for one. I got a four-pack that had all four of them, including TMNT. Yeah. I do like that. Cool. That was an awesome one. It was a good movie. And so, I remember walking into that movie theater, and I got weird looks from guys. Yeah. So, well, again, kind of as things were changing, you were the unicorn at the time. Well, that was what? a dec- When did it come out? 2007? I'd have to look that up. It came out, yeah. like, at least a decade ago. So, yeah, timing would fit. I think it was, like, 2006, yeah. Yeah, yeah. timing would fit. Yeah. Wow. So, however... I could, the unicorn I now f- feel has changed. It's no longer the girl that walks into the game store. Or goes is it to the, the girl movie. who knows stuff? No, I think the unicorn is the normal person. Is no gender specific. No, no. I think it's the sh- It's the films that we all want and crave, but we don't get. Like an actual Transformer movie that isn't Michael Bay crap. <laughs> I mean, my favorite. And the I think the all-time best Transformer movie ever is still the 1986 Transformers animated film. I don't know if I've seen that all the way through. I need to throw a shoe at McKenzie. <laughs> um, we'll just have like a whole pa- like a pile of foam balls that you can just. Chuck I know, there. but it was fantastic. It had emotion. It had everything wrapped Did up. Did Optimus die? Yes, Optimus Prime <laughs> died, and it caused millions of children to have. Therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Wasn't Bumblebee wait a actually a bug in that one, too? No. Oh, no. A Volkswagen bug? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. Bumblebee, Bumblebee is, is a Volkswagen be, bug. It's supposed to be a Volkswagen <laughs> the bug. The name smell makes so much more sense now. It does. He was not a Camaro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yes, he was a yellow Volkswagen bug. <laughs> Still, that is the number one thing that bothers me about the Michael Bay films. Well, Out of everything. I'm... Everything that okay. So what bugs me is the fact that most of the vehicle modes are not the same. That they're these weird alien robots that have beards 
and leak fluids. They just look so weird. The fact that Optimus Prime doesn't have the shield over his mouth all the time, it pulls back and he has lips, still bugs me. Um, It is kind of creepy. I mean, food. Uh, Ironhide, Ironhide looks like this weird mutant dog face thing. <laughs> it's true. Or Ironhide. Uh, he doesn't look like Ironhide. I mean, yes, granted, Ironhide didn't make sense because he's the weapon specialist, but he was a red minivan. Sorry, didn't work for me. But wait, what? Yes, in the cartoon, he was a red minivan. Uh, but Hound was a military jeep. It ju- yeah. We've got him started. We've got to divert him somehow. I know. <laughs> but that's that's the unicorn now, I think, is having the, the film live up to what we have grown up to be. Like Superman, for example. I love my Smallville. The <laughs> Superman that we have now is just not Superman. He's That seems like that's the unicorn now. My unicorn would have been if they had continued Smallville in movie land with everybody. You know... There. I would have loved that. However, seeing Tom Welling on Lucifer right now, oh, no. Why? Mm. Yeah. What did they do to my Clark? What did they do to Tom Welling? Yeah, you'll have to watch it to f- figure that one I'm out. I'm still on season one of Lucifer. Yeah. He's just, he's definitely aged. And his yeah, hair I know. isn't he's yum, yum. all black now. It's very salt and peppery, and it's cut very short. And he just doesn't look like Clark Kent anymore. So? He's, he's I, I've seen how he looks, and I gotta say, Mama liked the gray hair. Uh, I'll have to show you a picture. But I have I follow his Instagram. Okay. I, I know what All he right. looks like. Cool. I have a. She's Smallville. salivating over him. Smallville is my original geek love. Okay. I, I enjoyed Smallville. Even more so than Once Upon a Time. Wow. You didn't know that? That's not super surprising. I didn't think it would be. Considering the writing be. quality of Once Upon a Time really plummeted. I still love my Once Upon a Time. Smallville's right. just my original jam, and it's still my favorite. Mm. And that incarnation so, of Lois and Clark is still minute, my favorite. What would have happened if they would have got Tom Walling to appear as a love interest to Regina? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie's mind may explode in a second. <laughs> I was just looking up Tom Welling. I don't think he looks that bad. No, I just... He grew up. I just... You're right, he Well, did that's grow up. crazy to me because just, he was so old when... Okay, he wasn't... He was pretty old when Smallville started. He's your age. Yeah, I know. He was 24 playing a 14-year-old. I know. And I didn't mean to call you old. I'm just... Don't worry. Pulling that. I, Sorry, I, I know my what bad. you meant. But it's no, it's... out there. You can't pull it back now. It, it, you know, he was. It's not was. the first time I've shot myself in the foot on this show. But this the, evening, even. The thing is, very simply, you know, yes, he's gotten older, but he just, there's something he seems to have lost. And it's not really like looks, her, it's kind of... Like charisma, maybe? Charisma, acting ability, I don't know. He took a, a long break. I know he, he pushed himself super hard, 10 seasons, he carried a lot of weight for Smallville, uh, and he disappeared after that. He was um, in... Um, he was in Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2. He no, was he in, was also in... In The Fog... He was in that Kevin, the game, the... Game day. That That, was, that yeah. was after yeah. he'd been gone for quite a while. Was it? Oh. Yeah. So... I'm not that much of a stalker. Uh, it's just, it seems like he's lost something. Maybe, he's, you know, with getting back into acting, he'll get that back, I'm sure. It's like riding a bike. But just the character that I'm... Pretending to ride a bike. The, the character seems to not really be there. He's, it seems kind of blocky to me. 
maybe yeah. they're. And, and I know he has more acting ability than that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So you, you're thinking he's rusty and he just needs to... It could be. It, it could be he's he's rusty. I don't know. Go get the WD-40. Yeah. Oil just him up. Spray him down. Shh. Uh, she, she, just, <laughs> she just raised her uh, eyebrows. She was like, mmm, I'm alike. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're turning an interesting color there. Yes. So I just admitted that Superman's my original love. I don't think anything's going to top I, I that. I honestly feel like that's the unicorn now is where we see these films. That, I mean, like, okay. For example, oh, I know Teenage what my unicorn Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one we got from Michael Bay, horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The second bad. one, though, I feel like he redeemed himself. He actually did some research. I didn't love the second into, one. It looked into what the turtles were. Yes, they still have the weird noses, but I he think couldn't he, go back on that. Yeah, I think he redeemed himself a lot more with that second film. Why he couldn't have done that with Transformers? I have no clue. They seem to get more um, and more. May I point out, horrible. he's still directing those, baby. That's why. Well, didn't he? He directed the second one, didn't he? I think he produced the second one. Did he? Oh, he only it? produced. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like with George Lucas, we found the problem. Is that what you're I saying? I think so. Pretty much. I think so. I know what my unicorn is, what? and I mentioned it in the last one. Yes. Wolverine and Captain America together in a movie. But it has to be Hugh Jackman and Chris Evans. Okay. Because that will never so happen. So the unicorn would be the two of them in the same movie going against each other? No, World War II. Well, fighting. It would be like Captain other. America, the first Avenger, 1.5. Okay. 1.5 with six blades. Yes. There it is. All right. Uh, so be- that would be 1.6. What? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. All right. But Dave seriously, Green. those. Okay, so he did. He produced it. He didn't film it. So that's why it turned out better. Okay. Good to know. But seriously, I just, some of my favorite episodes were when they went back into Wolverine's past, but Captain America was there too. That's actually how I was originally introduced to Captain America. Yeah. Was not, um, it was the, first it was Spider-Man Secret Wars, which we really need, by the way. We really need a Secret s- Wars? Uh-huh. Well, that would introduce Venom. Uh huh. But I don't. That would. There's be, another unicorn. That would be massive. Well, they are doing a Venom film. Yeah, but are they going to do it well? We'll see. It sounds like Carnage will be the villain. So interesting. That could be. That could work. It I don't could. know how I feel about that. Without Spider-Man, it's going to be weird. It will be weird, but it could work. It would work. It really would. Especially after the ickiness that was Spider-Man. 3. Because the Venom, the Venom, and. Carnage storyline can't exist without Spider-Man. It really can't. Because the symbiote comes back to reattach yeah. to to Eddie, and as it frees him and rebonds to him, that's when it gives birth to the, the new symbiote spawn uh, and spawn, and then it attaches Didn't they show that Cletus in Cassidy. the Spider-Man animated series? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They that's did, where they I'm remembering it. They did a good job about it. But, yeah. Um, so they could pull this off, and it doesn't have to involve Spider-Man. But it would be weird because... Spider-Man and him, uh, Venom, eventually go after Carnage together. Because well, that's why uh, Venom takes on that persona and has, like, webbing, everything. Is well, no, he, he takes on that persona because he's going after Spider-Man and he knows who exactly. Peter is. Exactly. He knows, he, he's felt what it is yeah. to be Spider-Man. He has that identity. Before that, he was a pile of Yeah, goop. but they could yeah. bridge it. I mean, they could. We could see. It, it just We'll see what happens. But, uh, again, that's another unicorn in itself. A good Venom movie. 
Because, let's face it, the last one we got was crap. Um, it Bennett was, was ho- horrible. It Topher was lower Grace than was crap. not a believable Eddie Brock in any way, shape, or form. And the Venom we got was sad. just well, and sad. Isn't wasn't it? Didn't it start in high school? If I remember correctly, like no. Okay, that is the Marvel Ultimates version. Oh my bad, that was the last one I read. Yeah, and that's fine. If they if they could eat, and from the sounds of it, this new film might be based off of that Marvel Ultimate alternate reality. Because I, if I remember what I read. It sounds like there is going to be a reference to Eddie Brock and Richard Parker's, or Eddie Brock's father and Richard Parker working together on the Venom symbiote. Oh, interesting. So, but see if they do that, then they can't do Secret Wars because Secret Wars is where Spider-Man goes into space and fights the Secret War, and then his costume's destroyed. He goes into the facility, gets a new costume, which is actually the symbiote. Um, in one reality. In one reality, but again. I think Sony still owns full rights to Venom. So would they want to do that? I don't know. It would be interesting to see what they do. So they don't didn't do the Marvel thing where they have partial on Super It doesn't Spider-Man? sound like they've done that. Okay. It's just with Spider-Man. So I don't know. So it will be interesting to see where things go and what happens. Oh, you know what I just realized? I can't really say that one because I was going to say Daredevil, but I guess Daredevil kind of got redeemed after the Netflix series. Dare, yeah, the, That's the true. Netflix series has helped it. Um, I still haven't watched it. It's however, in my I list. think the Defenders have kind of killed those. Oh, dear. Yeah. Is the Defenders that bad? Yeah. yeah In my opinion, my opinion it I couldn't is, make it through Nick Cage or. Uh, Nick Cage? I couldn't get through. Yeah. Uh, Iron Fist, I couldn't get through because mm-hmm. Iron F- he's so whiny. Yeah. And Iron they Fist. They did an emo? Oh, yeah. No, they didn't. They, they did, did the Peter Parker treatment from Sam Raimi? Uh, close enough. No. But the no! thing It is not an emo treatment. He's just whiny. That's He's very emo. And spoiled. Well, he's, Wait, did they do a millennial treatment and yeah. not an emo treatment? I guess treatment? that would be a better yeah, millennial treatment. He's very I only whiny, joke about being a millennial. Which is weird because when Danny comes back, isn't he supposed to be like all Zen master? He is Zen master. That's how he's able to get the Iron Fist because he's been able to come into his power in complete Zen. In all fairness, though, they did a pretty good job of explaining him in the Defenders without the need of the TV series. I hate to say it. Yeah, um, but be, uh, so the TV series of the Defenders, I feel like, was a very, very low budget Avengers film without the Avengers, and they're like, oh man. We can't pull out the Avengers, so we're going to send in our F-plus team. Wow. I would still say D-team, not okay. F. Okay, D-team. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. That was bad. It's, it's <laughs> Funny, still. Funny, but bad. Cause D they're for defenders. defenders. D. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even get that. <laughs> I was literally just going with the letter grade. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like they weren't, it, they weren't cohesive. The writing was poor. It just wasn't a well put Wasn't together. grand enough? Well, I d- it didn't even need to be grand. I just don't feel like it was well put together. I just feel like they said, okay, we got to mash these guys together, put them in, in this situation, and go. And so they, they didn't, didn't really think it out. They didn't really write or a good plot it story. out or anything? Yeah. And on top of it, these characters didn't feel... They didn't mesh. ...solid enough to mesh well. Hmm. There was no chemistry or yeah, what? Yeah, I mean... As much as I hate the Suicide Squad movie. Never seen it. it they meshed better than these guys did. Hmm. Yeah. 
you could see that they had a past. It wasn't yeah. that it was great writing, but the characters had a past, and you felt that through the acting, through the characters, yes. through the movie. Yeah, but through this ser- this TV series, I didn't feel that way. And not only that, I never felt con- connected. There was nothing that was written there that wanted me to connect to those characters. Mm. You know, and that's what is great. You know, like Smallville, you immediately connected to, with Clark Kent because you could understand what it felt like to kind of be an outcast, the outcast, or or klutz. the kid. You know, that you you loved or had a crush on someone from a distance. I mean, they were really I good. Feel weak around her. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did Thanks a great a job uh, in tonight. creating elements that you could connect with. That was it, a coming of age story. Yeah. Uh, but the defenders, no, I, I couldn't. And I think that's the biggest problem I have with the current Superman is there's nothing about him that I can connect to. That makes Reeves, sense, actually. Christopher Reeves, I could. Uh, Brendan Routh, I could. Um, but I just feel like. There isn't anything there. Now, I hope that changes with the new management that's kind of in charge with the DC films. It's maybe, Jeff Johns. Yeah, uh, maybe after Superman resurrects, uh, we'll get uh, a what? Superman we can connect to. Mm. Uh, come on. We all saw it. We saw the, the, the dirt float. Uh, well, because if you think about it, that could be a way we can connect to him because it would show us his humanity. He died. Well, see, and that's the thing that I've always loved about the Superman character. He has that's humanity. That's the thing that was so great about Smallville is Superman's story is not about how we can pummel aliens and defeat villains and that. Somebody who agrees with me. It's his struggle with being human and his struggle with being, you know, acting as a human on an alien planet and his daily struggles. I mean, that's why, in my opinion, the Supergirl TV series is so great. It's because you see her struggle with balancing a, nor- a day job while working for the DEO as Supergirl, and she still has to deal with issues with her sister and her boyfriend and so on and so and forth. Then there's that's why I love right season now. one. I'm not really a fan after that. Two is she's okay. Good. Three is interesting because she's dealing with heartache. and I miss Bonnell. She's acting Hey, spoilers. Out. Hey. Hey, it's been out for six months. Erica Durant. No, it hasn't. It's only been a couple weeks. (laughs) Erica Durant is back. I love it. Except for she's now, she's been recasted as Supergirl's mom. Because the gal that was playing her before moved on. She had a. She had some. Some sort of movie job or something come up, so. Yeah. Which is interesting, because if you look at, like, the online stuff, it still says certain people are part of the show as main characters. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. But yes, I love my Smallville. So, we can agree, unicorns are have evolved to the things we hope and wish we'd see in a film or a movie or TV series that is now seems to elude us or is beyond our grasps. It's about as elusive as sparkle poop. Hey, I can give you sparkle poop. I think the important thing for all of us Really, to it's take not away, that hard. I think the important thing for all single people to take away from this is that you can now meet girls at a game store, and it is the norm. Yes. Not me. So, but don't go yeah. there to flirt, because we're all just going to have fun playing games. And I'll probably punch you. On. Yes. Or at conventions. But hey, yeah. if you end up I will with, punch you. If you end up finding a girl. Just be friends. Be that, friendly. That is into the same geek stuff as you, you've scored. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But Don't overdo it. All right, so we're out of time. We're going to go see Thor, and we'll talk to you next time. May the swords be with you. Adorable.
You all are dorks. You're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Please subscribe and follow them on Facebook or Twitter, precious. No, we're even promoting these filthy idiots. Who doesn't like them? Who doesn't like anyone? They're friends, precious. They're friends. No, shut up. Please subscribe.